What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Horror Thoughts, and we've got a little bit of an interactive episode today. We are doing a tier maker subgenre list of our favorite horror movie subgenres and kind of going through where we put put ours on our list, what our favorites are, what our least favorites are, and we can kind of hash through it together one by one. I am Scott. I am joined with my co-host, Sean Blumenshine, and I think you're about to see two differing lists, probably, because I, uh, me and Sean kind of have some different key tastes in horror movies, and I'm honestly really curious, Sean, to to see where your A, your your top tier list and your least favorite tier list is compared to mine, because I bet they're going to be very broadly different. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll read out the categories we got. We have torture. And as examples, it has Hostel and Saw, Splatter, I Spit on Your Grave, and Battle Royale, which I've never seen. Cannibal, which is Cannibal Holocaust, all that shit. Extreme, um, a Serbian film, and Necromantic. Phobia, Frozen and Buried, Madness, and Paranoia, Psycho and Frailty. Home Invasion and Survival, The Strangers and Your Next. Slasher movies, of course. Crime, and it's Giallo, right? That's how you say that? Yeah. Uh, Redneck, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Hills Have Eyes. Undead, so zombie movies. Virus, 28 Days Later, Resident Evil, Vampire, Fright Night, Dracula, Werewolf, American Werewolf in London, Neo Monsters, Pumpkinhead, Classical and Mythological, Frankenstein and Leprechaun, Animals and Natures, you got Jaws and Birds. Giant Monsters, Godzilla and Cloverfield, Small Creatures, Gremlins and Critters, Science Fiction and Aliens, The Thing, and Alien, Ghosts and Spirits, Poltergeist, The Grudge, Haunted House Films, Amityville Horror, Possession, The Exorcist, Demons, Evil Dead, Witches and the Occult, Black Sunday, Suspiria, and Supernatural Powers, which I would assume says Carrie because I can't read the letters. Yeah. <laughs> But that is what we got. We got a pretty decent chunk of genres to go off of. And uh, I'll just kick it off right out the gate with torture. And the examples, I'm, I'm, I'll go off the examples of Hostel and Saw. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know Hostel is one of the uh, nostalgia feels and horror movies that I love so much. Um, as a whole, in the genre, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. There's a lot of movies in it that I enjoy. But for me personally, for now, I'm going to set it at a B because I do enjoy Hostel. But that's a, a lot of that's nostalgia and how I feel about that. But as far as Saw, I think the first two, first three are good. And then after that, it kind of went to shit. And the new Spiral was all right. But it's not something I really go out of my way to see all the time. But it's not something I'm indifferent towards either. I, I do enjoy a good torture movie. So... I'll put mine at B. Uh, for me, torture uh, right out of the gate is a solid F. Uh, this is not a subgenre I really like at all. I can't think of any examples that I enjoy. Never liked Saw. Never really bothered with Hostel because what I saw of it, I didn't like. I think they're kind of very often cynical mean-spirited films and i've just never gotten any enjoyment out of it there it is that's why i wanted to do this list because we've already started and it's such a broad stroke like if i if i took it down just to hostel i could have had mine at a and you have yours at f that's 
it's going to be a good list for only one deep. Um, I like those movies just, um, it depends if it's torture just for the sake of torturing. Then there's, if, if there's a chance of getting out, I, I enjoy that you have to go through some sort of trial and tribulation to get through a thing. But I think it mind stemmed from more as just a kid saying these at like eight or nine. So it kind of, kind of made my idea of what horror is supposed to be is something that's like truly like grotesque and gruesome. And those movies kind of fed that. And um, that brings us into one that I feel is pretty close to it, but splatter movies. I spit on your grave and battle Royale, which I do not know that movie at all. Um, And as far as I spit on your grave, I think of stuff like terrifier, um, things like that. Uh, I like, I spit on your grave. I think that's a, it's a good movie, but it's not something I, I would go out of my way to, I got, I wouldn't take time to go see it. So I'm going to have to put it at C, which is just middle of the road. I'm using C as either I'm indifferent to the film or I know nothing about the genre. And so for me, I'm going to have to put that at a C. Uh, for me, I'm probably going to go D on that. Um, if we're including something like I spit in your grave, I think generally rape revenge films would probably fit into that. And again, kind of like torture porn, it's very sort of cynical, mean spirited stuff, but I can get into them uh, once the tables turn, if that makes sense. Like once the victim stops being the victim and starts attacking um, the attackers, like, and I spit on your grave. Like once it gets to that point, I really enjoy that movie. But getting there is a very, very long sit that I tend not to enjoy. So this isn't stuff I ever go back to or seek out at all. Yeah, I the only one I can really reference is I spit on your grave and terrifier um, that are truly splatter. And I'm really just indifferent. I spit on your grave, I think, is really good once it gets going. I, I think it definitely makes you feel something, which is important. So cannibal, we got cannibal holocaust green inferno stuff like that mm-hmm. i like those two movies but as a whole past that i i do not know anything about that subgenre. i've only seen those two movies and i enjoy them mm-hmm. cannibal holocaust is cool because i i like found footage style stuff um i guess this will be a probably a d honestly my besides those two movies i've just never had an interest to ever go back to that genre so, I mean, that could easily be a C or a D, but I'll put it at D for now because I only watch two movies and they, while I enjoy those, it never made me seek out any more from that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to put it at D. Um, a couple of the examples that might have made me rank it higher would be Texas Chainsaw and Wrong Turn, but we're kind of have those in a different category. So taking those out, uh, cannibal films really don't hold any interest to me. Same thing with like Hills Have Eyes because those are also cannibals. But like in regards to this list and the way we've broken it down, I'm putting cannibals at D. Yeah, that's the tough thing. No matter how you could break these genres down 10 times over and you still would have movies that fit in four of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) that make it so tough. Um Next, we got Extreme, and the only one I know on here is a Serbian film, and I touched on earlier that I liked watching horror movies that, as a kid, that I thought the more shocking, the more insane, the more scary. That's the whole point. It's supposed to push the boundaries, and I always heard a Serbian film was the 
most over the top extreme movie you could ever see. And um, it definitely was shocking, but it was shocking for the sake of trying to be so ridiculous. The acting and plot and everything was horrible to the point. I was like, if you're trying that hard to be controversial that you don't give a shit about what's going on in your movie, if you're trying to be that extreme, then you're, that's an F that's just, just off that one title alone. It, you watch it and you see what they're doing and you go, that is truly disturbing and disgusting. And for me, that doesn't uh, that doesn't affect me. I'm, it's art and whatever. I can I can separate movie from reality. But those movies try so hard to be something completely different and disgusting and vile that there's no sort of acting, plot, purpose. It's just sick for the sake of being sick, which is what I do not like. Sure, I feel pretty similarly. I would probably put it to D, uh, more just. Um, to do with disinterest like it doesn't really make me feel one way or the other i'm not like super like oh this sucks but doesn't do anything for me so for me that's more like a d um let's see uh phobia so frozen buried i'm gonna say something they could kind of go into multiple but i'm gonna would you put cabin fever keep cabin fever in phobia or would you put that more in virus I would say virus virus. Yeah. All right. So phobia, I'll put it a, I'll put it a D cause I personally, I don't really have any phobias or anything mm-hmm. that freaked me out. Sure. So it's not something I can relate to. Obviously there's things I don't want like uh, arachnophobia. I would like to not be covered in 10,000 spiders <laughs> and I, I would really like to not be buried alive. But as far as something that I just sit around panicking about, I don't, I can't relate to that. So the, the thought of being buried is terrifying, but it's not something I would ever think is going to happen. It doesn't freak me out of my day. So those movies really don't hold much weight for me. Yeah. And for similar reasons, I'm putting that at C. Um, nothing really against them. Just not something I'm into or have any like particular interest in or any really knowledge about. Just not my thing. Madness and paranoia, the two examples we got is psycho and frailty. And quick little story about frailty that almost drove me into madness and paranoia <laughs> because <laughs> I had, I swear to me and my wife have argued about this for a year. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, a year ago, we were laying in bed watching TV and I stopped on frailty. And she said, Oh my God, that's a great movie. We need to watch it. And I said, Not, we're, we're watching something else, whatever. I was like, We'll watch it. Like two months ago, I put it on TV and I said, uh, hey, I'm finally I finally watched Frailty. It's amazing. She goes, what is that movie? It's like, you know, the one that you recommended with Matthew McConaughey and had the whole story. She said, I've never heard of this movie in my life. I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking with me? You sat and told me every time it passed on the screen. You said that's a good movie. She's like, I never said that. I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> There's no fucking way you told me about this movie. And inevitably, we ended up watching it and we had a good time with it. So. Whether she's fucking with me, which I think she is, or uh, we just watched it out of blindly. I loved that movie. Psycho has never been really my thing, especially out of Hitchcock movies. Um, I have been meaning to watch the sequels because I have heard Psycho 2 is actually really good. But I have too. I haven't watched it, but that is something I've always like surprisingly heard. Yeah, it's weird because you think of the original and then it comes out, what, 20 years later? And yeah, it was in the, the 80s. Yeah, and they say it holds up. I've I've even seen some reviews on YouTube where people put two over one. Like I've heard yeah. it's a really good movie. 
Um, I'm going to have to put that. Seeing people go mad, I kind of enjoy it. I enjoy that in a way. I'll put that at B. I like those movies. You see people go crazy, and mm-hmm. I don't. I uh, was that number twenty three. I know it's not a horror movie, but that's a movie that I really did enjoy, where you can kind of see sure. someone going crazy, or um, even it's not. I wouldn't say it's obviously not madness or paranoia. It's schizophrenia, but a uh, beautiful mind where uh, that's again not a horror movie, but you can see someone where they see something going on, and then as the movie progresses, you realize that their life is 180 degrees different from what's going on in their own head. Mm-hmm. They're living some certain world. And that there's a weird creepiness to that, that someone's living in their whole planet in the same reality we are. Yeah. I think I'm also going to put that at B. Um, it is somewhat teetering on a, and I would say that is pretty much entirely because of the shining. I would kind of put the shining in that, even though depending on your interpretation of The Shining, it could be a lot of different things. Um, but I love The Shining. I would kind of put that there. I like Psycho. I I really like this kind of stuff. It, I think, lends itself to pretty interesting kind of artistic filmmaking and can sort of be up for interpretation a lot of times. Like they're often kind of ambiguous, which can be kind of intense of in terms of like, are there, in the case of like The Shining or the original Haunting, are there ghosts or are people just going crazy, which is something I kind of like. So that's what I put kind of high. Yeah, I didn't even think about The Shining. That's true. That is like probably the, in my opinion, like the ultimate going into madness movie. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Home Invasion and Survival and the examples are The Strangers and you're next. I would put Hush into that. Yeah um i'm for me that's an a i love that genre and a lot of that's nostalgia with the strangers but i remember seeing the strangers loving that and then as i got older watching hush and that hit in a completely different way where uh not not really spoiler alert but spoiler alert you got a deaf character who's having to fend off someone who's just truly wicked and evil and a lot of my fear of horror or things that freak me out at this point in my life is things that I think could happen. They, they hit a little differently and someone breaking into your house and killing you. It seems far fetched because most people don't know someone that's had their home broken into and killed, but you could have someone today break into your fucking house and kill you just for the sake of it. Cause people are mm-hmm. fucking crazy. And so that one always hits kind of different. So for me, that is a solid a tier subgenre. Yeah, that's one I would probably put at a, as well, um, The Strangers is a really great example. The, I mean, that's just a terrific movie. Um, I know, and like you said, there is something just so effective about it because just the idea of someone breaking into your home, the place where you're supposed to be the safest, like that is intense. Yeah, it... it- it's it, it weirds me out. Like the thought of someone being in my house and not knowing it, that oh that's that's something that genuinely scares me. All this other cannibal and phobia and stuff, that that's whatever. I'll go about my day. But someone being in your house, like seeing those um like news reports and videos where they have their cameras inside their home and they find out people have been living in their attic for like three months terrifies me. Just someone just sitting in your house, you have no idea. Um Next, we got Slasher, so obviously Friday the 13th, Halloween. I'm going to have to put that at a B, personally, because other than like some of the major uh, 
franchises and films, it's not something I know I go out of my way to see. Like, I'm not going to see Slumber Party Massacre all the time. I'm not going to see fucking Chopping Mall and every other slasher based on a holiday ever. I, I don't ever go out of my way to see those. It's always just the main few that I see. And I have a good time with them, but they never pique me enough to go see more. So I'll put that as a B. Uh, for me, slasher is a um, sort of like you with um, torture porn. It's it's a nostalgia thing. This is the kind of movies I grew up watching, whether it's, you know, Scream or Halloween or, you know, whatever. I just I love these kind of movies. And like, yes, there are a lot like a lot of really, really bad slasher films. But the ones that are good just mean a lot to me so for me that's definitely in the top and those are kind of my favorite stuff to watch yeah it's definitely one of those genres where the good are great and the bad are awful <laughs> like <laughs> there's so many of them it's like you either get really good or a pile of shit um we got giallo which i i won't even touch on i know nothing about this genre i have seen like the opening scene of suspiria uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I got nothing for that completely. So that's a that's an immediate C. I don't I have no thought. Yeah, unfortunately the same. I haven't I have no experience with any of that. I haven't watched any of his stuff. Um I always mean to and I've just never gotten around to it. So yeah, C as well. I will say that I was reading up I liked last night in Soho so much. I was reading up on it. And uh I, my one of my favorite aspects of the film was the way it was lit and mm -hmm. just kind of the environment and the director said that was a very big giallo influence and if you watch the opening scene of suspiria which is the only thing i've seen you can hmm. see with the bright reds and blues and colors so that's one aspect of it that i do I, obviously i haven't seen the movies but if that's what mm -hmm. it caused influence to i think that's something that i would like from those movies and something i could take away yeah um, and i did really like last night in soho too so maybe i would be into some of this stuff uh next they we did got, a Suspiria remake a few years ago with the I, 50 shades of gray girl yeah i always see that when i'm skipping through um amazon and i'm like should i watch this one or should i go and watch the original first yeah. and then i never watch either of them <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same thing every time so i'm like i don't want to obviously if you watch the more modern thing before you watch the original a lot of times it can kind of skew it and uh like i don't know where to start um Next, we got Redneck, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills Have Eyes. That's a straight A. Those are some of my favorite movies. I love Texas Chainsaw. I know a lot of people hate it, but I hate him, but I love Rob Zombie's style of filmmaking. I know everyone says the first third of Halloween's garbage because they hate the, the way they act and the family and all that. I don't know if it's just because of where I'm from or what, but there's just something about that, that style of redneck movie white trashiness stuff there's something about it that just it, it intrigues me every time and that's why i've i've loved even rob zombie movies i don't necessarily care for the plot or the acting that i always enjoy the characters and that that style of it and to me the ultimate is still texas chainsaw massacre that that original family there's just something so twisted about them being in this small town and being around these people and again it, it might have to do with like the area I lived in, maybe it just hit a little closer to home about people I knew, but it's uh, I, that's a solid A for me, for sure. Uh, for me, that's going to be um, 
I definitely, I love The Hills Have Eyes. I really like Wrong Turn. And I have a lot of fondness for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. These aren't like my favorite films or anything. I'm not the biggest Rob Zombie fan. But these are definitely things I can get into and have fun with. Uh, Side note on Texas Chainsaw, I just thought you might want to know, they uh, have released a collector's edition of Next Generation, if you'd like to get on that. I would not. It comes with the commentary. For huh. sure. I kind of want to get it for the commentary. I need to hear what the fuck was going on. I was reading about it recently and the director was talking about it. Like in, it was intended to be somewhat like a parody is what they were going for. I think it's one of those films where the director is going to stand by it and say that it's great and that we didn't get it. That's the vibe I got from reading some stuff. So I, I am interested in hearing that commentary. I think she's pulling a Tommy Wiseau and tried to make a legit movie. And then when people started making fun of it, she's oh, like, actually, yeah. it's a parody. You didn't understand. It was supposed to be weird and comedy stuff. There is stuff in there where I can kind of see like, oh, that was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, like, I, I do think it was intended to be a parody. I just think it's a poorly done one. Yeah, I don't it, think it's a room situation. It's kind of unhinged in the most ridiculous place. Like, that's ridiculous. why... According to the director, that's why Leatherface is the way Leatherface is in that movie. So like inept and kind of useless is because that was supposed to be a commentary on what those characters had become. Unlike him and the other sort of slasher types is that they were basically useless. They never succeeded in killing. And so that's why he's kind of a wet blanket and Renee Zellweger can just tell him to shut up and sit down. Hmm. It's kind of what they were going for with that. They might get one sale on their fucking collector's edition DVD because you're selling me. I want. I need to hear more about this now. I don't know if any of that's on the commentary. That's just kind of some stuff I was reading about it. Because like when I, because I like Jason Goes to Hell, and so I wanted to mm-hmm. hear the commentary for it because uh, most people don't like it, and I wanted mm-hmm. to see where the director and all them were coming from. And they were like, "Yeah, dude, we were 22 and just kind of made a movie. Like we don't, <laughs> like we know it's not like." that good but we were going for more gore and something different and we achieved that as far as iconic status cult stat no it's none of those things it's not it's i was 22 it's a good learning experience so he was very honest about like we i did what Mm -hmm. i could do with what i had and uh, i liked that and i was curious if texas chainsaw she'd be like look man they gave me a fucking movie to make i did my best I got Matthew McConaughey going batshit crazy in it. Like, that's that's all I can offer. Well, it's not some new director. Like, it's I think it's the person that wrote the original with Toby Hooper. Well, that's like, I don't think terrible. I don't think it's some random person that came in. Well, that's awful. <laughs> that's truly awful. I wonder if they were trying to do like a uh, kind of like the second one did where it went from one vibe to another. They're like, let's revive this franchise. And it Maybe. just fell flat on their face. I don't know how three did. Like, I don't know if three like did badly. So if they were trying to like do something different from three. Yeah, three is like the most boring one of the whole fucking franchise. So I kind of think three is fun. I mean, it's it, it's I don't know. I mean, I'll definitely take it over next generation. Uh, I would honestly rather watch three than like 90% of that. Series. I mean, that's that's fair. Uh Whatever the fucking stupid one is where it's uh, not fucking T.I. Who's the goddamn rapper in that movie? Uh, the one with the rapper is the 3D one. Yeah, that one where he's like, drive through the gate. And I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Like that. Yeah, so fuck that one. 
next we got Undead, so Night of the Living Dead, Zombie, um, just all zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll put that. I'll put that as a C. Honestly, I do like Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, um, but I don't go out of my way for um, any other movies like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy those when I see them, but they never have me reach out for others. So I'll put that as just a middle of the road C. Yeah, uh, kind of for similar reasons, I'm going with B on zombie films. I think outside of the George Romero stuff. There's not a lot of lot to offer. Like once you've seen one zombie film, you've kind of seen every zombie film. But the Romero stuff, whether it's Night of the Living Dead, which is just a classic, and you know Dawn of the Dead, as well, like that stuff's great. Like real huge highlights of I think horror in general. But zombies as a whole is a kind of a boring thing, and Romero's one of the only people I've seen that really make it interesting and compelling. I agree. Um, next, we got Virus. Kind of falls in the same lane in a way. 28 Days Later, Resident Evil. Uh, just indifferent to it. I'll call it a C. Uh, other than I like Cabin Fever. Um, and that kind of goes... That, again, every movie you can kind of break up into multiple things. That also kind of goes into the paranoia side of where when you watch that movie, the virus never actually kills anybody. The people kill everybody because they're freaking out about the virus. So uh, as far as just 28 days later, Resident Evil, never been never been my thing. I don't dislike them, but they're not something I go out and chase to see. So it's, it's just middle of the road. Yeah, I'm in the same position. It's a C, just no interest. Resident Evil is barely horror. They kind of pivoted to action real quick. Uh, just kind of an excuse to have undead beings for a hot chick to blow up, which is fine. And, you know, I, I can enjoy those movies, but in terms of horror, I think it's not very interesting or I just haven't seen a really good one, which is possible. That's true. Um, I've been meaning to go through the resident evils. I was going to do a review series on them before this new one came out, but I just never got around to it. And you realized there were like eight of them. Yeah. There was way more (laughs) than I thought. It's like, I was thinking I think the new like, one is kind of like a reboot that doesn't super tie into the other movies from my understanding because I was interested in the new one too because it looks like a little more horror based than the movies were which really just became about like I said uh, that actress uh, Mila Jovovich yeah just about her being cool and badass and killing things which again is fine but have I touched on I don't remember if I was telling you. I know I told a buddy. I don't know if I told you. If I touched on how I hate modern movie trailers. I think you were talking to me God. about that because it's like the slow down version yeah. of like of a song. 80 songs. Oh, yeah. my God. No, yeah, do, we talked about that. Yeah, that trailer is like the ultimate one. And when I go to the movies and I see it, I'm like, God damn it. I get it. Y'all like old songs, but shit, like do something different. I'd rather have the what guy. What did that they do? Because I, I know what you're talking about. What song did they do? Uh, what's up by the four non Yes, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was so funny. Which it fits fine, but it was cool the first few movies. I was like, okay. But then I go to the movies a lot mm-hmm. and every single trailer has a different song slowed down. Like, dude, come on. Someone do something a little different. Like, you, they're all copying the same vibe. Like, bring back the fucking guy who's like, one man. 
Like they bring that guy back. I want that guy. Something. That trailer made me laugh. They used that song because all it makes me think of is um, a scene in Brooklyn nine, nine where a couple of the characters are singing it like a karaoke kind of thing. So that's all that comes into my brain when I hear that song now. So it, hard, it, makes, it makes it kind of hard for me to take that trailer seriously. I've been meaning to, I, I've seen like episodes of that show. I've meant to actually sit down and watch it. I've never, uh, never given it the time to just dedicate to it, but that is a good show. I love that show. I, I never really watch TV. I get wrapped up and do another shit and I end up just putting the same stuff on in the background over and over. Mm. Um. Next, we got, there's going to probably, honestly, guys, there's going to be a lot of C's coming up. Uh, next, we got Vampire, uh, Dracula, Fright Night. Now, I have never seen Fright Night. I'm sure that's appalling to a lot of people. Uh, I've heard it's really good. I've been meaning to check it out. But for as of now, Vampires, I have really, just completely honest, no experience with it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, honestly, I can't think of a vampire movie I've, I've actually sat through and seen all the way. May, like, I've probably seen the original Dracula just because I own enough old movie box sets that I'm sure I've seen it, but n- nothing sticks out to me. Yeah, if you've, and I know you have got a lot of those public domain ones, you've for sure seen Nosferatu. Oh, yes. Silent yes, yes. film. I do like that movie. Which is an unofficial adaptation of Dracula. Oh, well, then in that, that case, yeah, that's... That I got like that. them sued. <laughs> by Bram Stoker's widow, but that's a whole other story. Uh, vampires for me are going at B. I really like vampires. I think the whole mythology around them is really cool. I think there's a lot you can do with them in terms of what they represent in a story. And that can change as society changes. I just think they can have to be really fun. I like, I often like Dracula. Um, the Lost Boys is great. That's always a go-to for me. Um, I'm blanking on other examples, but I tend to like vampires a lot. I think they're a lot of fun. I really need to check out Fright Night. I've heard good things about it. I've just That's never... not a movie I like. No? I don't know why, but that movie just nothing. I, gotta, I didn't hate it, but one of those kind of like, eh, kind of things. Werewolf. Um, the only experience I have with that is American Werewolf in London, and I do have a good time with that movie. But other than that, I really don't have anything. Uh, I've seen Twilight. That's that's the other addition I can throw into that. Um, Just vampires guess, and werewolves. I guess werewolves. that's vampires and werewolves. Look at that. I'm Team Edward, bitch. That's why werewolves are at D and vampires at C. Uh, <laughs> yeah, werewolves. Honestly, vampires and werewolves could be C or D. Um, I'm really indifferent, but I also I've never gone out of my way or gave a shit enough to see him, especially after uh, hearing Sean touch on the uh, one of my favorite childhood crushes, Christina Ritchie and a terrible <laughs> werewolf film that I've never seen. <laughs> uh, cursed. Yeah. Cursed. Um, yeah, I've I've seen parts of the howling. So I'm just going to put it as a D, but it could easily be it. I'll, I'll fucking put it next to vampires. Fuck it. It'll be a C. Okay. I'm, I'm really indifferent um werewolves for me are at a d i don't know why but something about werewolves i find really really boring and like even the ones that are like the classic werewolf films i haven't seen american werewolf in london because i just am so disinterested so that's like the one i need to see but 
I've, I saw The Howling recently, actually, and just thought it was kind of boring. And I think the classic, the universal um, Wolfman movies are pretty boring and not as compelling as some of the other universal stuff. Um, I really like Ginger Snaps, uh, which took the werewolf idea and sort of made it an analog for female puberty. I thought that was a really interesting take on the werewolf mythology. And that's really the only example I can think of, of a werewolf movie that I actually liked. Have you seen the transformation scene in American Werewolf in London, at least? I don't think so. Oh, dude, that's that's worth the whole movie right there. Just the transformation scene, the practical effects they pull off in it is second to none. It's insane. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it looks so painful. Um, Next, we got Neo Monsters, Pumpkinhead. I can't. There's no telling what the second one says. I just move it and Uh, put it on your thing. Yeah, it's uh. Nope, didn't help. My fault. Yeah, it didn't do nothing to me either. Um, I'll put it at D. I don't. I could give a rat's ass about Pumpkinhead, or uh, I can't even think of another Neo monster off the top of my head. So uh, yeah, it's a D. Like I. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent what that even means. Let me Google. I'll Google it. That's at C right now. Neo monster horror. The lost subgenre. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what that means. Pumpkinhead, Trimmers, Nightbreed, Jeepers oh. Creepers, Descent, Feast, A Quiet Place. Okay. Um, someone said Phantasm. So what it means is like monsters, but outside of the Universal era. So like not uh, werewolves, not Dracula, not Frankenstein. Some you know that makes sense. Um, I'll go. Um, I'll go to see now that, now that I've heard <laughs> that because I do like. If that's what classifies a Neo Monster, I do like A Quiet Place. Um, I just blanked on the other one I read, but uh, Cloverfield would probably count. Or I guess that maybe it's more kaiju. Yeah, I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, uh, I guess in quotes realistic movie kind of guy. So monsters and stuff like that never really have been my thing ever. But I do enjoy some of those films, so I will put that at a C. Yeah, I'm sticking at C. They put horrible examples for that. Like they could have put way better movies for uh, for Neil. Yeah, Monsters. they had put like as soon as you said like Tremors and Quiet Place, I was kind of like, ah, got it. Um, classic and mythological. We got Frankenstein and Leprechaun. Um, I so I've heard a lot of stuff about Leprechaun and how the series is ridiculous. And so I went in trying to watch it just for the joke of it one day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cannot get through them. No matter, I know huh. they're supposed to be stupid. I can't get through them. That's a D. Um, and it's unfortunate that something classic like Frankenstein and those are in it, but uh, I kind of consider those separate. So that's kind of weird to me. But um, yeah, that's a D. I, I couldn't even get through it for the sake of the, for the, sake of the joke. Yeah. So I'm going to cheat here. Because I just don't like this category. <laughs> like, I don't know what classic and mythological means. Like, um, but I'm just going to take that to mean like classic universal films and just ignore Leprechaun. Yeah. Um, if we're just um, just talking about Leprechaun, so, I'll put it at a, uh, just, Not to cut ahead. you off. I Googled um, mythological uh, horror movies just to give you a better idea of what well, they yeah, mean. It's, like, it's magic based. I, I understand it. I just don't think it necessarily belongs with Frankenstein. Like, oh, it gave me, at least gave me some antlers. 
uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Fucking leprechaun bullshit. Krampus. Uh, so kind of like fantasy blends with yeah. horror. Yeah. Um, I, which just isn't Frankenstein. Frankenstein is sci-fi. So if we're going to take it off, if we're going to go off classic, just... So are you are you going to view this one just as uh, like classic fucking Universal movies? I would say, yeah, Universal Monsters classic kind of stuff. All right. So up, Dracula, Wolfman, Mummy. Up to C and different. <laughs> I don't have enough knowledge in them, which I would. I sure. wish I wish I watch more of them and I see the box sets that I want to buy and go through mm-hmm. just because I love the history. But I, I never have. Sure. Uh, for me, just for the classic Universal stuff, I'm going with B. There's a lot of it I really, really like. I really like the Frankenstein stuff, especially Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, I really love the original Invisible Man. I have a soft spot for the original Phantom of the Opera. Uh, But there's also a lot of that stuff that I don't like at all. I think The Mummy is one of the most boring inventions of horror ever. I can't. There are so many Mummy movies. They're all the same. I don't like any of them. Like I said before, I'm not a big Wolfman guy, but I generally just love the style of the Universal stuff. They always had these big, huge sets that were really cool. And the Phantom of the Upper One still stood for like a really long time. Like I think a a fire finally took it out maybe in like the 90s, but it like stood that you could go to it for a really long time. So I have a soft spot for that stuff. Um, Mythological stuff like Leprechaun, I'd probably put it C or D just kind of disinterest and maybe it's just because they used leprechaun as an example and yeah. i don't like leprechaun so it's kind of unfairly getting um yeah pinned down um, um i've seen leprechaun once and i sort of again like you sort of like ha, ha, let's watch leprechaun that's funny and at least in a group setting which made it a little better than trying to watch it by myself yeah i was all alone i was like dude i can't get into it i'm i'm a fan of one of my favorite things, well, used to be especially, was I used to watch all of the B horror movies. Although, if I could find a pack of a thousand movies for three dollars, I had it, and I would watch them all. Like that was my thing. So with Leprechaun, it's like, oh, it's going to be shitty. And then it was like, it wasn't sh- shitty enough to be a fun B movie, and it wasn't yeah. good enough to be a good movie. It was just like in the middle of the road, like, God mm-hmm. damn. yeah. Um. Next, we got animals in nature, jaws, the birds. That's a D for me. Animals do not scare me. Uh, natures do not scare me. I think jaws is criminally overrated. <laughs> and uh, out of every uh, Hitchcock movie I've seen, which is not many, but is every animal movie I can think of, the birds is one of my favorite. It's definitely my favorite Hitchcock movie I've seen because a swarm of anything to me is terrifying. That many mm-hmm. birds is insane. And the fact that they're just doing it and you don't know why. And they're just going fucking bananas and the hysteria it creates. I do enjoy that aspect, but as a whole for a genre, I do. Animals do not freak me out. Cujo does not scare me. Hmm. Um, Pet Cemetery, even though it stops being about animals pretty quick. I have, I have not seen that, which I know is like sacrilegious to a lot of people. And I've been meaning to see it, but I, I never have. Uh, That probably goes more towards zombie anyways. Other animal, I'm trying to think of other animal movies that, like um i mean there are tons of shark movies besides yeah, like Jaws, the shark like the, endless i don't give a shit about sharks i don't give a shit about piranhas or uh, piranha there you go um, um what were the there were alligator ones in the early 2000s what were those 
Oh, that? oh, damn it. I now that you said it. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't called like alligator or crocodile or anything like that, but I can't remember. Uh, what they I were cannot, called. Or, I cannot think of it. I can see it. Yeah, me too. Damn it. I do not remember. I know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, sharks mean nothing. I don't, I'm not a fan of jaws really. I think it's a, fucking overrated but and then especially the sequels i mean jesus christ charles four there's a telepathic <laughs> fucking shark connection <laughs> so over <laughs> it um <laughs> but yeah i i'm less than indifferent i really have never cared for animal movies so i'll put that at a d uh for me that goes b um mostly for the sharks i can get into sharks not in like a oh i'm scared of this kind of way i just often think they're kind of fun i like jaws um Another one I like is called Bait. I think that was an Australian movie from a few years back. Um, I agree. I think The Birds is probably my favorite Hitchcock film as well. I think that's a thing that like you say and be like, oh, it's just birds. That's not that intense. But then the movie, it is like really intense. Like when they attack that, and they actually attack the town and like the gas station blows up. Like that scene is, I think, really cool. Uh, so yeah, this is something I can get into. I like sort of nature sort of um, turning against us. I think it's a fun concept. Ooh, Birdemic. See, it was so disappointing <laughs> for me whenever um, Sharknado came out, right? Yeah. Because B-movies were my shit. Like that was my favorite mm -hmm. thing. And then Sharknado came out and everyone's like, you seen fucking Sharknado, bro? Like, it's so ridiculous. I'm like, dude, fuck y'all. I've been watching this shit for years. I had to get all hipster and be like, you sons of bitches. I've been doing this for years, being a weird kid in my room watching fucking God knows what. And then Sharknado comes out and everyone was all over it. Uh, my favorite shark movie is uh, I saw <laughs> I saw one called Shark Exorcist, which I fully huh. recommend to anybody uh, if you want a, a great time. Go watch that movie. Some of the best acting, best plot point. You know, it's Possessed Shark. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, I've never been super into like the Sharknado stuff because I've never liked the we're making a B movie on purpose thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just, it ends up being really boring. I find Sharknado to be very, very boring. The thing that makes B movies funny is that they were trying to make something good, like to use yeah. the room again, even though it's not a genre thing. It's like a, it's a drama. Is that he didn't mean that to be funny? Yeah, like that is a straightforward heavy drama, and it unintentionally is hysterical. Yeah, but it, like if he tried to be funny, I feel like that movie would end up being really dry. That's and it usually is. That's what Sharknado ruined for me is yeah. that before a lot of B movie that the making a movie that's so bad that you watch it wasn't really a thing on purpose. And then that movie came out and then every fucking movie you see is something that's like made to be bad. So it's funny. And it's like, man, that's not why I liked them. I liked them because they were meant to be good and they were horrible. That's the fun part. Like, uh, yeah, that's just something the internet kind of took away a little bit. Um, yeah. Mystery Science Theater obviously somewhat popularized watching bad movies and sort of celebrating it and having fun. And then the internet and Sharknado really just sort of made it a thing where just sort of everybody does it now. Yeah. Whenever you hire big people to make shitty movies on purpose, it's like, nah, man, that's not the same. That's not the, that's not what I want. I want to see, 
Like one of my favorites is a movie from 1972 called Stanley. And it's this dude who owns a pet snake who he's trained to kill people like a dog. And, uh, they viciously, PETA obviously was not involved. They viciously just killed like fucking 50 snakes in this movie. Like they're shooting yeah. them and burning them and like fucking, they, he's like clearly a white dude, but they, <laughs> keep, they want to make him Native American so bad. Oh, so every God. scene they're like, what's going on, chief? How's it going, red man? <laughs> but he's like as white as me. And you're like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? You got this dude just beat like punching snakes in the face. They all keep trying to convince me he's a fucking Indian. Like, dude, it was those kind of things. I'm like, they put their hard-earned money into that shit, and that's what they came out with. Oh, huh. that's what I want to see. Who knew sharks were gonna take uh, take it this far? What are you thinking of Lake Placid? I've never seen that one. No, I just googled crocodile horror movie, and that's what came up. That's uh, not it. Blackwater. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, so we got Dark Age. It's gonna come to me later. I'm gonna be real mad. Yeah, right. Fucking hate those things. It was a big. It was a big deal too. Like it wasn't some like small thing. I feel like it had big people in it. The worst is when you're like driving or something. Two days later, you're like, oh shit, I remember what it is. You just shout it out. People think you're fucking crazy. (laughs) Uh, they're like, why'd you just yell Lake Placid? You're like, I was trying to think of it a week ago. Uh, Anaconda. There you go. So there it wasn't crocodile. Yeah. It was a snake. That's what I was thinking of. Anaconda. It, yeah. It was anaconda. That's what I was thinking of. But it was in like a swamp. I think that's why I thought crocodile. All I can remember from anaconda in my head is there used to be this old Netflix commercial and it was old Netflix because you could order it. It was talking about yeah. ordering the DVDs and there was this old man with his dog watching anaconda. It's <laughs> so, so all I can remember that whole fucking movie. I think you could still do that. It's just nobody does it's so crazy because i remember like when that happened that was a thing like me and my buddies used to always order movies through there and be like oh my fucking mom ordered this for us or that or we got and then now like that's so irrelevant yeah um next we got giant monsters godzilla cloverfield i'd say like king kong and shit's probably in there yeah uh, i'll put that as a d they've never interested me whatsoever um i wouldn't even say i'm indifferent to them i went and saw godzilla versus kong i thought it was dumb granted i started at that movie I'd, i've never seen through the series i mean i don't have time to watch 89 movies or whatever the fuck there is between the both of them uh i, I don't really care for them i'm gonna put it as a d um this goes right to a for me uh this is my shit um i don't really go into it it's as sort of a um horror like it's it's an interesting thing to put into horror because i just don't really look at them like that they're more science fictiony or even fantasy to me but i can see sort of maybe the original godzilla fitting into horror but i just i love godzilla i think godzilla is so much fun and that series gives you a lot of different stuff where you have more serious kind of intense ones and then you have ones that are real goofy and real silly and very just like B movie and just hilarious and I don't know I just have a lot of fun with it I like and I like sort of the way that they're made you know before prior to the CGI era where it's you know a guy in a suit just stomping on like the models of the city I don't know there's something cool about that that I really like yeah I mean they definitely got a lot to choose from (laughs) you can definitely find an era of Godzilla you like for sure it's like James Bond it's like you're bound to find one of them you like there's 
so many of them. Uh, the only Godzilla I've ever seen was the newest one, whatever Godzilla Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, yeah, Which I loved. That was the exact movie I wanted it to be. wasn't for me. wasn't for me. They lost me at the "I'm gonna revive him by blowing up the ship" thing. It's like, oh come on. I was I was done right there. Oh, uh, I think that was King of the Monsters. Oh, is that what? That no, that was the that was Godzilla versus Kong, right? When they go like to the Middle Earth, shit, and then uh, no, that's King of the Monsters. That's the one before. Oh well, then that one. Uh, yeah, when they did that, it's like, oh, okay, I'm over it. You just resuscitated a giant monkey's heart with a fucking spaceship. Peace. I'm out. Well, it was Godzilla. It was radiation. That's what powers him. No, it was fucking Kong because he had to go kick. Uh... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, right, uh, Skarsgård does it because yeah, Godzilla cause... kicks Kong's ass, and then yeah. Kong's dying. And they got to go. But then they need to fight the... Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, they got to go. So fight then they. The... Yeah. I don't know, man. That's the kind of dumb I want <laughs> when it's Godzilla versus Kong. I mean, I thought the effects <laughs> and stuff looked cool, but I think another thing that's really like such a stupid detail, but for me, it it means a lot. It's like when the movie just ends, I'm like, they just destroyed like a whole town. Like, where, where do you yeah. go from here? Like, I would love to see like Godzilla Kong 2, the rebuild. And you just have to see this fucking 40,000 people dead from this giant fucking monkey lizard fight everyone be like what the fuck just happened this is the craziest day ever i always find that so funny um small creatures gremlins and critters that's an immediate d (laughs) uh don't give a shit about gremlins or critters i won't call it an f f is saved for something that's like so fucking egregious i'm like fuck your movies uh small creatures i'll watch gremlins i'll watch critters but I could give a rat's ass about them. So I'll put that as a D. I'm going to see just out of kind of disinterest. Uh, that one was short and sweet. Uh, sci-fi and aliens, the thing and alien. Uh, that's a tough one. That's either C or D. I'll throw it up at C just because um, I really could. I do not care about aliens. I do not care about sci-fi movies they've never really been my thing i do like the thing i've never cared for alien so it's just more of an indifferent thing i've seen them if you want to count like quiet place i guess that'd be an alien i know it was in uh mythological or or neo monster whatever um so i mean they're fine i'll put it at c i think aliens and sci-fi is okay it can be done right sometimes where i think it's cool like phantasm 2 was cool so there's some in it that I like. I'll give it a C. Um, I'm going with D. A lot of that stuff just doesn't work for me. I don't really know why I don't like the Alien films. I never have. I find them really boring. I thought the thing was kind of boring, which is weird because I typically like Carpenter so much, but just none of this stuff I ever really like. And I typically like sci-fi. So I don't know what it is about certain films at a certain point. Yeah, I've never I'm not a sci-fi guy in horror outside of horror, so it it just it's it definitely doesn't fit for me. Um Ghosts and Spirits, we got Poltergeist and The Grudge. I'll put that as a B. I like ghost hmm. movies, um spirits. And they these next few are kind of convoluted 
in a way because you got ghosts and spirits, haunted house, possession, demons. Yeah, it's all obviously this is a list of subgenres. So in one mm-hmm. big genre, it would just be fucking supernatural or whatever. This kind of breaks it up more. So in the ghosts and spirits side, um, I'll put it at a B. I like the poltergeist and the grudge. The grudge is okay. But those those ghost spirit sides, I I, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I'll put it as a B. It's not yeah. something I'm indifferent to. Um, I'm going with C, uh, just because I am somewhat indifferent. Um, don't really like Poltergeist. Never really saw the Grudge. Um, I like the Ring, or the Japanese Ring. I haven't seen the American one in a long time, but I like the Japanese Ring. And I don't know, just kind of disinterest for the most part. I'm going to move mine down to C now that I looked at the other titles on the other sub <laughs> After I said the ring. <laughs> yeah, you brought up the ring. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> B was like too generous. Um, next, we got Haunted House, The Haunting, Amityville Horror. Um, I would say like The Haunting in Connecticut made me think of a Haunted House movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put that as a B. I do like Amityville Horror and the the weird kind of vibe house idea where you don't know what's going on you don't know if it's the house is it a ghost is it a whatever i think they did a funny job in scary movie making fun of it so huh. scary movie two so yeah. i'll put it as a b i like the haunted house for, vibe. For scary movie two <laughs> yeah um i it's obviously one of those things where immediately you're like just get out the fucking house you know mm-hmm. and then they find out later like it's not connected to the house it's connected to her you're like well I would have found that out later, but I wouldn't have been in the house to figure that shit out. I would have been gone <laughs> like a motherfucker. Um, but I'll put it at B. I like the was reading Amityville Horror. I really do like uh, the original. Uh, for me, this is another in the F category, uh, kind of for the reason you just stated, which is watching these things. I am always like, leave. <laughs> like they're possessing this specific place. Just go. You can just leave. And what's the solution at the end of the movie? They leave. Like I saw, <laughs> I've seen the original Amityville Horror and like there's decent stuff in it. It's not like the worst movie I've ever seen, but the entire movie, I'm like, you can just go. And what do they do at the end? Leave. It's just, to me, it's just like, they always just feel like these giant, boring waste of time where I know what the solution is from the word go. And in terms of like ghosts and spirits and hauntings and possessions, I feel like general ghosts and spirits and possession movies are a lot more interesting. So like, I really like the insidious movies because they're not haunting a place. They're haunting a person. So I insidious would probably go more towards ghosts and spirits because this is haunted house. So maybe I would put that back up to B uh, for the insidious stuff, but haunted house is F. Yeah, it's the, these are kind of tough to break down with these like certain little intricacies of the of this genre because it, yeah, there's so many little things where they, they kind of tie in together. Whereas once you, uh, I don't know, it's kind of tough. I'll keep it at B, but it could easily be a C. It's, it's uh it's all I guess in just how you define it. But it is kind of dumb where you like leave the house. I will say I'd probably be someone who'd stay somewhere haunted way too long because I don't believe in <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts or anything like that that's i don't believe in paranormal shit so if stuff started happening my wife would be like we need to get the fuck out of here and i'd be like dude there's a reason this is happening it's rational and then you know once i started seeing sh- like a like paranormal activity where they start seeing footprints and shit i'm like all right we're the fuck out of here like i'm not 
if I got some proof that weird shit's happening, I'm I'm out. But if if they're like, oh, the door closes on its own, I'm like it's the fucking AC. Shut up. <laughs> well, um, movies they always take it way too far though. Where it's like, if you could get it kind of reasonably, but like crazy crazy stuff happens, and yeah. it's always the guy, it's always the husband. It's just like it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's not fine. People are dying. Yeah. If At what point do we realize this isn't okay? Yeah. If I start seeing the extreme shit, I'm out. Like the little things where they're like, uh, like they show, I think it's paranormal activity too. They show the pool cleaner and it goes up and out of the pool. Like it lifts out of the pool. And um, that, that stuff, I'd be like, that's fucking weird that that happened. Like it wouldn't cross my mind and be like, why would a ghost just in the middle of the night? That's the other thing with like the haunted house stuff for ghosts or whatever. Like, do you want to kill these people or not? Like, why do you keep fucking with them? Like, you know, I wouldn't even be scared. I'd be like, why'd you take my fucking pool cleaner out? You asshole. Like that wasn't affecting you. Come haunt me. Come fuck with my house. Don't, don't dirty up my pool. You bitch. Ghosts are very strange pranksters. I know. Right. They spend like an hour 15 of the movie just sort of, lightly messing with people before finally being like oh i should probably kill you now right like if you really want like, to what were you waiting for yeah what how come day one you didn't just fucking go for it like an amityville horror when he just locks the girl in the closet it's like okay you know as you She's say in this, a closet as you say this my fucking haunted house is dropping <laughs> as we discuss this that shit does like ghosts yeah, they kind of they don't make sense now that I think about it. Because why are you fucking with them for so long? Just if you want to be alone, just get them the fuck out of there. Just start as soon as they bring the first box in, you just fucking blow it open, start throwing shit. Oh man, car fuck you in the wall, like dude, you could, you could get them out pretty quick. But just to complain about more ghost stuff, this isn't on that, but like the ring what is the logic of the ring like i get she was murdered and so she's eventual spirit like okay i'm there why a videotape why seven days why are you so bitter like, about it <laughs> like what is the connection there like i get why she's bitter she was murdered and trapped in a well but to kill the whole world but to I kill mean... everybody to have the seven day rule yeah now that we go into these i'm like shit you're right and it's like why don't you just Go and kill them now. Like, yeah. Why are you giving? Like, I get it's so we can have a movie. And it's an interesting plot to be like, you have seven days to save your life, figure it out. Yeah. But it is kind of like a thing of like, well, why does she do that though? Yeah. Not in real life, not believing in anything paranormal or whatever. It, it adds like a, for me, it's like a different view of the movies because I don't think it like when I watch home invasion shit, I'm like, oh, shit, that can happen. When I see the ghost stuff, I it's a really detached for me. Where I'm like, oh, this is mm-hmm. clearly uh, a movie. And sometimes it works and makes it fun. And sometimes it's like, oh, like, like again, I reference paranormal activity because I do enjoy some of those movies, but their decision making is horrible. Like you have on video that this Ouija board that you left out just caught on fire while you were gone. <laughs> Why the fuck are you still there? I don't give a shit what he wants. If my wife's like, no, we're staying. I'm like, that's cool. You can stay with fucking divorce papers. Cause my ass is gone. <laughs> like I'm not sticking around for this shit. I don't believe in it, but if it's presented to me, bitch, I will believe <laughs> I'm, I'm not that big a skeptic. Um, next we got possession, the exorcist, the right, 
Exorcism of Emily Rose, I'll throw in there. That's like immediate A for me, without a doubt. Uh, the Exorcist is my uh, one of my, if not my favorite horror movie of all time, just for nostalgia, what it's meant to me. Um, I don't think another possession movie has ever uh, lived up to that. There's been some good ones. The Last Exorcism, I think the plot point to The Last Exorcism is amazing. I think that they're one of the only movies that put a new spin on it. But even though a lot of them are kind of the same retelling, rehashing, basic, whatever, uh, I think they, for me, they offer a lot, again, just in nostalgia. And um, I think where you're talking about the ghosts kind of um, being kind of like soft-footed for the first hour where they're just kind of fucking with them, and then they come hard. I always like possession movies because that is, it's not someone who died in the spirit, it's something truly evil that is has some sort of evil intention behind it and i think that's what makes them super menacing and disturbing because it, it it just utterly destroys somebody for the sake of pure evil and um i always like that aspect of it and uh exorcism of emily rose i remember that one freaked me out a lot too i think they just have a lot of creepy elements especially with the I don't like unnatural movements. So seeing them bend backwards and mm-hmm. turn heads around and stuff always creeped me out as a kid. And as an adult, it just carried over. And sure. um, yeah, for me, possession, last exorcism. I love found footage movies too. And that kind of tied both of them together. So that's a immediate A for me. A lot of that's nostalgia, but I do enjoy those movies. Yeah, that goes to A for me too. And like 90% of that is just the exorcist is so good, but there is really something I think quite intense and scary about something taking over your body and killing you from the inside out. And what can you really do about it? And typically these films also have this sort of faith element, even though I'm not a religious person. Um, It is always interesting because the heroes in these films are always not religious as well like her mom uh they're completely blanking on their names reagan's mom and the exorcist she isn't religious but she has to confront that her daughter is possessed by a demon and get to the point where she has to call priests yeah and they have to do an exorcism and even the priests are like this isn't a thing we do yeah well even the bigger the one of the big plot points in exorcist is father karis the at the, at the whole movie is battling with i don't believe in the church anymore yeah. So now, as he's not believing in the church, he has to face this demon. And that's why at the end, he finally accepts it and brings it in. And like that, that's always the, the uh, a good point that you brought up. Interesting point that uh, a lot of times it is people who are non-believers who are it, like we were talking about what we hate in the haunted house ghost movies is that they're skeptics and they just stick around. These people are confronted with the fucking devil, essentially. Like you, mm-hmm. they, they make you a believer pretty quick. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like, again, with haunted house movies, it's always leave. You can leave this house. But with possession, it's like, like, what can you do? Yeah. If this were to happen, like, you'd, you'd be done. Yeah. As a, as a kid and The Exorcist, what freaked me out was obviously the imagery, the, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. And as an adult, what scares me more is the scenes in between that where the mom is like downstairs or in the Mm -hmm. kitchen and all down here is peaceful and everything's fine. She's eating, drinking, whatever, but you know, up in that room up there, your fucking daughter who is 
pure as snow is fucking deranged and floating and going crazy and it's just up there and what you don't know if she's going to fucking come down the stairs you don't know if your daughter's going to die you don't know what the fuck's going on and that side as a as a parent seems like it would just be fucking brutal because you love your kid Mm -hmm. but you are definitely seeing the absolute worst of anything and like that that element to possession movies adds a whole different aspect to me where yeah, the, the imagery is creepy, but having to be someone because you love that person, you don't want to let them go. But you're also confronted with the most terrifying thing possible, which is a fucking demon. And, you know, I agree with all that. But then also, like the imagery is really creepy and really unsettling to see a child violated, particularly the way Reagan is. Yeah. Uh, like the let Jesus fuck you scene is always the one that really like sets me on edge. Yeah, for sure. That is definitely the creepiest scene to me. Oh, um, we got next. Uh, Demons uh, says Evil Dead. Uh, see, it's where it's kind of tough. Um, I yeah. get, the, I get the, I guess I see the difference, but not too. I'll, I'll just have to put it as a C because I, I kind of, I'm just going off the example here. Evil Dead. Um, I like Evil Dead. It's not something that uh, blows my hair back, but I do enjoy the first one for sure. And um, I'll put it as a C just because it's kind of hard for me to differentiate between uh, possession and what they mean by uh, demon because I always kind of put them one in the same, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'll have it as a C. Yeah, for me, the only uh, difference I could really make is demons not possessing people, but just sort of existing. Yeah, coming out. Which even then, I guess they're technically possessing people in Evil Dead. Yeah. But are they, they're possessing corpses though, right? Like those people are dead, right? They die. Mm. Like there's no saving someone once they get infected. Whereas you can save Reagan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You can't save Uh, him. But I'm still putting it at C. Just stuff like Evil Dead never did anything for me. I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to do like demons and stuff like that, I feel like possession is the interesting thing to do with them and just having them sort of being things that you could fight and beat up, like maybe cool for like an action thing, which is direction evil dead goes and resident evil as well to bring that up again. Um, But doesn't really do anything for me. Uh, Next we got witches and occult and I'll be honest because I don't see it on here. I'm going to kind of make my own list because I can. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take the OC off a cult and just put cult yeah. because uh, I like witches and cult movies, cult movies, especially if there was a cult movie category, that's a straight a, that's an immediate a hmm. uh, with witches. I love black Sunday uh, Bava. I think that's his best movie. I got kind of into him hmm. for a little bit. Uh, black Sunday, I think is really fucking eerie and the movie just the witch is one of my all-time favorite movies um so if i had it as witches and cult i'd have it as a but um other than those couple movies i don't have too much to go off of so i'll just put it at b um because i really do like black sunday it's got suspiria on here which i have not seen Mm -hmm. but i love the the black sunday and the witch hold up so much on their own that um even though i don't have many other examples of these types of movies um 
Oh, fucking uh, Fear Street. I like those. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess uh, I would consider those more slashers, but I guess there is a witch element to it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of movies that I just know how to witch in them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll put that in as B. I, I do enjoy those styles of movies. Uh, for me, that kind of goes towards D. I don't know what it is, but something about witches is always kind of a turnoff for me. I just don't find them interesting, and that's usually where something crosses the line into silliness. There are examples where, depending on how you define it, I really loved Midsummer or Midsommar, however you're supposed to say it, which you could argue is kind of witchy, definitely a cult, but how magic it is is obviously kind of left up to imagination but i would count that in that genre i really liked that i didn't love fear street but let's be real i loved fear street for the slasher stuff yeah and the fact that there was a witch behind everything is kind of it's a decent like plot and to get the ball rolling to have killers in different decades and to do the movies they wanted to do yeah but it's not something that i'm like woo a witch. Yeah, now this thing is cooking. <laughs> oh man. Like to me, it just feels it just feels like a plot device. Like, uh, yeah. we want to do a different decades kind of thing. Oh, which is a witch and magic and a curse. That's yeah. all interesting. Uh, maybe I'm talking myself up to a C, but again, just not a thing I'm super thrilled about ever. Yeah. Um as far as like the occult. Would you throw like the omen into that? Because I mean, Damien is uh, like the fucking devil. Maybe that goes more into demons. That demons maybe category so. we were talking about. Maybe because so. that's not a possession thing. He's just the child of the devil. That's but true. yeah, I could see it also being kind of a culty as well. Again, it's kind of tied. Like demons and black magic are always hand in hand. I mean, literally in the omen three, uh, the final conflict. <laughs> uh, fucking revelations happens and yeah. whether you're religious or not fucking jesus he's he's coming back and then they make a fourth one and i'm like hey man whether you're religious or not if jesus came back and you're going with that plot point it's over like the world's over you can't just come back with a fourth one i'm that i don't know fun that's fact pre- omen four is directed by the guy that directed halloween five I could have guessed that. If you gave me three guesses. Quality. <laughs> if you guessed who directed a major horror movie that was um, not well received, <laughs> also made The Omen 4. I'd been like, uh, Rachel Talalay. Uh, picking on Freddy's dead. <laughs> I mean, we brought up witches and all I could think about was him on that broomstick. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll throw Nightmare on Elm Street in it, too. <laughs> Just for that one scene. Um supernatural powers we got carrie and i cannot think probably scanners i would think is probably what that other one's supposed to say um i'll put that as a c i i did a top my top 10 horror movies on my youtube and um uh i got some heat for it but the carrie remake the carrie remake is my one of my all-time favorite movies so other than that i'd have to put it as a c but that movie itself Mm. would be a straight a for me yeah, um, God, Carrie is the thing that really sort of like makes me want to put it today because I love, particularly, I'm, I enjoyed that remake, but I'm more of a fan of the De Palma film 
and the original King novel. So like I am really tempted to put it in A because of Carrie, but I'm struggling to think of really anything else. Yeah. Maybe like psychic kind of stuff, but I'm sort of struggling to think of what that would entail. The new blood. Ah, yeah. Um, and again, I can think where like it sort of comes into other genres, which is again, another sort of thing we're running into is that there's so much genre blending in horror where things are kind of more than one thing. Um, I might go B just because I can't think of anything other than Carrie, but Carrie really wants me, really makes me want to put it in A because Carrie's great. Well, that's, that's, that's the uh, subgenres. Is there any that you feel got left out that you think should be thrown in there that we didn't see some subgenres that you like? Um, God, we went through like 30. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I feel like we kind of covered a lot of stuff. Um, let me look at this mm. over here if my computer will work. Um, well, we had another list open and there was something called Cosmic Horror. Neither of us really had much of a base for that, which is, I think, why we didn't do this. A lot of it's like, uh, I, 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 in my head, I think like Mandy. Yeah. Yes. Cosmic horror. It's called Lovecraftian horror. Let's see. Okay. Um, what some examples are. Um, Han Palace, Outer Limits, Dark Intruder. Uh, fucking what the fuck? Picnic at Hanging Rock. Reanimator. I do like Reanimator. Mm. Um, Evil Dead. I called it. Huh. Um, the That's Mouth of Madness in the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter. Huh. The Mist. Okay. Mm, the Lighthouse. Where does the fog go? Because I love the fog. Does the fog count? Uh, I mean, we whichever can make one, it count. Whichever one counts for the fog, that, that gets ranked up higher than it already was. I'm not sure how I would describe the fog. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, Mandy. Yeah. A cure for yeah. wellness. So it's just those kind of like, uh, I don't know how you describe it. It's like, let's see, the horror of the unknowable and incomprehensible. That's what hmm. the name of the genre is. That's okay. Yeah. I, uh, that'd be a C, I guess. I don't really give a shit. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, body horror, things like the fly. Yeah. Which, Again, just sort of like, eh. Let's see if there's a one that's not on here is like horror comedies. Where would you put that? Oh, um, I mean, I can think of like a couple of really good examples, depending on what your definition of that is. But typically, I think those end up being real bad and real, um, to use a hip, youthful term, uh, cringe. Yeah. I probably have it as a B just because I have a lot of nostalgia with the scary movies. Sure. Um, I know those just don't hold up for me. We touched on a little earlier, but it isn't its own category. Um, So I'll just say cults, just cults in general by themselves. Where would you put that? Like Wicker Man? uh, Pretty low. Um, Midsummer is about the one where I'd be like, 
yay, that's good. But cults are something I tend to find very silly and very goofy. And part of that might just be PTSD from hating Halloween six so much. But whenever <laughs> I see cults, I'm just like, no, like I'm immediately like, get out. Mine would uh, be an A personally. I find cults truly disturbing. Like to see uh, someone so charismatic and people mm-hmm. that are so simple minded or influenceable. And uh, that's a fucking word uh, mm-hmm. that would just do these things where from the outside looking in, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? But from the inside, yeah. they don't know it's weird at all. That stuff yeah. fucks me up. It's terrifying. And I think if there were more horror movies that were like, kind of more like real life cults, sort of like Midsummer and um, Wicker Man, as you said, where it's a more psychological kind of thing. But very often in movies, cults immediately turn to magic and witchcraft. And I think maybe that's what turns me off. Have you seen the witch element comes in? Have you seen Sacrament? No. You should check that one out. That's like a really modern cult movie that doesn't Hmm. play into the witch. It just plays into the true psychology of a fucking cult leader just a madman and Hmm. it's really good i have a good time with it uh which ties me into another one it's not really a sub genre i guess it's more of a style but uh found footage where do you feel where do you land with that f F. not a fan hate found footage i think it's uh, i don't know why but it just it bores me i'm an a that's why i (laughs) we're complete i love found footage movies when they're done well, there's obviously a lot of them that are horrible, but I had a good time with the original Blair Witch. The idea of paranormal activity I liked because that almost felt like my generation's Blair Witch in a way. So I mm. felt about it. Um, I love found footage movies and the way they're done. I feel like there was a huge period of time from like 2009 to 2014 or 15 where they mm-hmm. overplayed them a lot, but as a whole, I definitely enjoy that. Um, I'm trying to think of other. I can't really think of any other genres or styles. It's kind of, it's kind of where I'm at with it. I think we covered plenty. Yeah. Um, you got any horror news? No, actually, I don't. Not a lot going on. No, I don't. I don't got anything either. Nothing really, um, really popping off. Just. There's going to be a lot coming out in January and February, but we've already touched on them. So yeah, as there typically is, that's kind of just a big dumping ground. Yeah. And you know, the TV series that started, I assume are still going, just not watching any of them. Yeah. I have not like seen... Chucky and I know what you did last summer. And I think there was like a Dawn of the dead one too. Yeah. Those I have not seen any of them. Cause I, I thought I had them in my subscription on my TV, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go out of my way to yeah. pay to see these. Cause they don't really pique my interest. And well, I almost... what you did last summer is Amazon. Oh yeah. I'm streaming. Well, if you, if you have that streaming, well, that one just, I don't actually give a fuck, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one I'd have most interest it. in would be the Chucky one or uh, sure. the, the Dawn of the dead or day of the dead, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have any news. Nothing nothing new coming up that I can think of. Um, no, yeah. I mean, we'll get home releases of some of this year's stuff pretty soon. Like how we talked about Alan Kills getting an extended cut. I'm sure last night in Soho will get a physical release and be on streaming soon. Oh, it's streaming right now. Oh, OK. 
well then it will get a physical release soon and it's already streaming yeah i can't wait for the physical release i hope they do that steel box whatever they call it steel case. Uh, steel book yeah steel book yeah i would i'm not a so that are i always love, exclusive at best buy yeah <laughs> i uh I love DVDs. I don't, I don't have mm-hmm. the race, but I, I, and I, I'm never someone who buys like, Oh, this is a limited edition cover release thing. Sure. of this movie. But that's one that I would get for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I definitely love that movie. And one they weirdly don't have a good edition of, and it kind of blows my mind. They have the version you've never seen before, but it's the exorcist. They've never done like a, cool steelbook anything oh. exclusive release you either get the original or you get the director's cut but there's nothing there's nothing special to it and it always yeah. weirds me out i'm like one of the biggest movies they got a fucking collector's That's edition true. of next generation but they don't got a collector's edition of the exorcist that's interesting i didn't know that um, no they've never made I have it. the i have the exorcist box set which has both cuts yeah they um, uh They've never done like a, a big collector's. Di- you remember like when That's Friday the Thirteenth did that big box release and yeah. all that. Exorcist has never done anything like that. That's so weird. Like I get not doing necessarily a box set and doing like a ton of crazy stuff for yeah. the others. But you think the first one would get some? Like, there's no way that movie isn't in the Criterion collection, which always get really nice releases. Yeah, if if someone listening knows of one, because I've looked. If you know of one, send it my way because I would love to have it. But I, I even never seen one. They have one. Want one with effort though, because yeah. like frankly, as someone that really likes um, physical releases, I buy Blu-rays and 4Ks for the sake of the quality. But I imagine because they don't sell the way that they used to, they don't put a lot of effort into them. I got the Scream one that just came out. They did a big 25th anniversary one. That's it's a cool steelbook cover. But in terms of like extra stuff or going the extra mile, they really did nothing. There's like an eight minute featurette that's new and everything else was on previous releases. Yeah. Which I'm, is odd. I'm the same. I love having physical copies. I love DVDs. That's usually how I go. Uh, I end up buying them. And uh, a lot of the times it ends up being cheaper because a lot of the movies I want to watch, you have to rent. Like mm-hmm. I, I was going to, I was reviewing the Phantasm series and I didn't really, I don't care too much. And um, I was a lot of them I had to rent, and it was going to be like two bucks a movie. So that's yeah, ten bucks plus tax. So let's say thirteen dollars for to rent all of them. Or I could have bought the five series, five movie series for nine bucks. It's like yeah. I'll fucking buy that and watch it on DVD. So mm-hmm. I like having physical copies. I never got into the Blu-ray thing. I ha- I think it's just because I have so many DVDs that I mm-hmm. couldn't justify yeah. growing that aspect of it. And for me, the way I sort of justified it, unless there was something nice about the DVD, um, like either a special feature element or something about the packaging, for me, it was usually just a replacement. Yeah. Like get rid of the DVD when you get to move to Blu-ray. Because for me, the Blu-ray was such better quality, in my opinion. I know for some people, it wasn't enough of a jump like VHS to DVD was. But for me, it sort of was. And... Even even just packaging, I like the packaging of Blu-rays better. DVDs feel real cheap to me. Yeah, Blu-ray definitely does put more into the uh, the presentation of it for sure. But I also still have VHSs, so I'm just kind of weird. 
I used to have so many and I got rid of them before I moved. Because they're just, they're just there to sit on the shelf. I don't watch. I very, well, there are some because there's some stuff that just hasn't been released. Yeah. On DVD or Blu-ray, which is always interesting, but I very rarely watch it because it's the worst possible way yeah, to watch very, a movie. Like I'm nostalgic about it. Yeah. Because that's how I watched stuff growing up. Same. But it's sort of thing was like, eh. I remember I always wanted one of those speed rewinders. That was separate from, I never had one. So I just had to sit there and fucking put it in my VHS and it just slowly rewinds. Like, God damn it. I need to find a Laserdisc player because I have a handful of Laserdiscs just sort of for fun and collecting, but I've never actually like watched a Laserdisc. Yeah. Because it's the most, like, like it's so obvious why that thing failed. Like having to flip over a movie. Like yeah. It's an obvious, like, that's why that didn't sell. And they're so big and yeah, like inconvenient. <laughs> but I still want to know. Like see what see what the quality's like because supposedly some people have said that they were better quality than DVD, like picture wise. It's just DVDs were smaller and you could fit the whole movie on a disc. I'm gonna say they're blowing smoke. I'm gonna say that's a lie. Just <laughs> just based off time period and technology, I'm gonna say that's not that can't be true. That's gotta be some laser disc nostalgia guy. <laughs> that's like the five people on earth that are nostalgic yeah, about like, no, I love vinyls. I love what comes with them. I love mm-hmm. the white noise and crackling sounds and yeah. all that nostalgia, but you're fucking high. If you say that a record doesn't sounds way better than a fucking digital download, that's been remastered. It's like, no way. Yeah. If you're talking about just, you might have feelings towards this other one that makes you, impartial. but in that case, at least it's like, it's different. Yeah. You know, like it playing a, a record through a vinyl like it has kind of a personality of its own yeah where you could you can argue like there is a practical use to this this is a different kind of way to listen to stuff yeah with movies i don't know i just don't feel the same way yeah like if i try to watch like halloween on vhs it'd be like well i could watch it in like a dumb square where a lot of the frame is cut off and there's a bunch of like lines or whatever and the colors are gone or i could watch it in like pristine quality See, that's the one thing I think why I just never cared about Blu-rays or 4Ks or anything is it's never mattered to me. Like when they show like uh, Halloween and 4K and they show the original versus the new and the different mm-hmm. colors. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I don't. Mm. The movie's still the same to me. Like it, it mean it doesn't it's never had any sort of effect on me personally. Uh, for me, it really does. Like the visual element of a movie is always really important. And I'm always very judgmental when I think a current remaster isn't very good or is just different yeah. than what I'm used to because the colors on the on the 4K of Halloween are very muted in comparison to older releases and I'm still having a hard time getting used to that. Yeah, I like, for me, just the way I am, I like to see things at their original basis. So like I want to see, if I'm going to watch, let's just say Halloween because we're referencing it. Yeah. If I'm going to watch that movie i want to see it exactly how it looked when it came out i don't want to see an updated version personally i like to see the original of everything even if it's grainy and shitty and then i put this one's Mm -hmm. well lit and retouched i'm like i don't care i don't want to see it like that for me and i do think one it was either the 30 it was the 35th anniversary blu-ray that has then kind of been released ever since including the 4k upgrade they had dean cundy the cinematographer come in and be like this is what it was supposed to look like 
So sometimes films, they do do that, but oftentimes yeah. it is somebody just trying to make it look like a modern film. Yeah. And it's like, you have missed the point of this entirely. Yeah. I If I'm watching, I need a movie made in 1978 to feel like it's made in 1978. That's And that might be part of why, um, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of reasons you can't do, but going and watching the original Star Wars movies would drive you insane. Why is uh, that? Because... And this has been going on since the 90s. The films that the original trilogy made in the late 70s, late 80s, George Lucas, every time they got a new release, um, you know, when they made the jump to DVD, to Blu-ray, and now to 4K and streaming, he has changed stuff. That includes putting in CGI, music changes, other sorts of just random stuff. They're called the special editions. And they change every release. And it is insane and dumb and awful. Like you'll be watching the original star wars movie and then just like these random cgi creatures will just enter the frame out of nowhere they're pointless it's just cgi creatures now this makes it look more modern right it's like no it's very intrusive and very weird it's so odd i mean i'm sure he's doing it just to line his pockets like he knows people will buy special edition honestly at a certain point i think he's doing it to troll because people like it's one of those things that star wars fans got really mad about some of the changes and just like are still mad about. And so at a certain point, I think he was just doing it to mess with people. I respect that. <laughs> like there's, there's a really infamous, I'm sure you've heard it, but there's a really infamous scene between the Harrison Ford character, Han Solo and a different character and Han just sort of shoots him. And in the special edition, they had this alien try to shoot Han first. And then Han shoots him and kills him because it's supposed to be like, well, Han wouldn't just kill someone unprovoked because, you know, kids or whatever would be, a, I don't know, upset. I don't know. But people, Star Wars fans really hate that. So there's like a whole like Han shot first kind of movement that has always been kind of weirdly controversial. And in for the Disney Plus version, another thing has been added to that scene where the alien says some like random word before he shoots just to just add something else into it. <laughs> like, we're just like, okay, you're just messing with people. Dude, he's gotta be, he's got more money than God. He's just sitting there. He's like, Oh, y'all don't like that. Just wait. <laughs> I'm gonna make it worse. <laughs> just wait. I'm you should like- look up that scene on YouTube. Cause I know you don't care about star Wars or want to watch that, but <laughs> cause they're standing, they're sitting like this far apart. And so it is like, well, how does the alien miss him? <laughs> <laughs> like shooting first and so they like they have like the laser like go next to Harrison Ford's head but and they're trying to make it look like he's dodging it but obviously Harrison Ford on the day wasn't dodging anything because the alien yeah. didn't shoot him and so they CGI'd his head kind of doing this nice. it's the funniest thing oh I respect him a lot more if that's what he's doing just to be a dick <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Shit. Well, guys, I will put a link in the description of this tier list so you can make your own and share it around and see where you stack up compared to ours. As I touched on the beginning, I thought mine and Sean would be completely different. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure compared to y'all's, they're all completely different. Everyone's got their own list, own opinions. So by all means, make your own list. You can share it and uh, be sure to tag us in it so that way we can see it. But you can check me out on my YouTube. I don't got much going on as of right now. At the start of the year, I'll have a lot more going on. I'm just kind of busy and holidays and things are getting in the way. 
but you can go to my YouTube, check out my old videos and um, all my reviews. Sean, you can check out Sean Blumenshine on YouTube and Instagram. You got any new videos planned in the future? No. Nothing new coming up. All right. So go make the list. Let us know what you think. That is the episode. We love you guys. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, follow all that good stuff. And we will see y'all in two weeks.